Hello, everybody. Jace here. Quick message before we get to the main episode. Uh, you know, I try not to get too political on the show. Maybe if that's something that really interests the guest, we might get into a little bit of politics, but mostly we're here to just celebrate comics. But uh, I can't ignore what's going on in the world, specifically the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, on our Twitter, pinned as the tweet, is a link to UNICEF which is an organization that focuses on uh, areas of the world where there is a lot of strife, war going on. Specifically, they try to provide clean water, medical care, and other uh, essential needs specifically for children and families. So regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether or not you believe that one side or the other is right or wrong, uh, we can all agree that children and their families shouldn't be suffering for the choices that their leaders are making. So please, if you have a few dollars, uh, every little bit helps. You can go to unicef.org, that's U-N-I-C-E-F dot O-R-G, and just look for the Ukraine appeal, click there, or you can go to the Comic Source Twitter account, and the link is there for you to donate. So uh, again, appreciate the support, everybody, and I uh, hope you're all being safe out there. Everybody, welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. This is a special spotlight on Trial of the Amazons. We're up to part five. It's Wonder Woman number 786, written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan. We have Rosie Campe and Becky Cloonan as artists. Marisa Louise does the colors, Pat Brosso on letters. There is a young Wonder Woman backup, uh, which is written by Jordi Belair. Art is by Paulina Ganashow. Colors by Kendall Good and letters by Becca Carey. Um, we have talked extensively on these uh, Trial of the Amazon spotlights so far about being a little surprised how political the story has been and and have having expected a little more action. Actually spoke to Becky Clunan and Michael Conrad about that at WonderCon recently, and they, they discussed the challenges of wanting to make it accessible and make everybody understand, even if they hadn't been reading any previous Wonder Woman stuff for the last year. Uh, and they just felt like they had to do so much setup. And that's been, you know, part of the challenge for them in terms of, of not that much action. We finally do get the start of, of the action in this issue. Uh, but maybe ironically enough, I think this was my least favorite issue of the series so far. And it has to do not just with the story and kind of the turn that it takes, despite the fact that we finally get the action we've been looking for. It's not the action I was expecting. Maybe I'm just being um, sort of too entitled. Uh, but I, I also really didn't care for the art. And the art continually pulled me out of the story uh, because I, I just didn't care for this, the style of art. And I also didn't think that the – the transitions between the panels were particularly good at times. So again, I, I felt, I felt lost. It, it got better as the story went on, but er, like early on, um, yeah, the, I felt like the storytelling between the panels was a little lacking. 
Um, so yeah, this was a challenging issue. Still have hopes that at the end of the day, they'll pull it all together for this trial of the Amazon series and uh, or event. And I'll, I'll feel positively about it, but I don't know. Jury's still out. what do you think, Rocky? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, look, I've um, I got mixed feelings about this because, like you, I, I share the general sentiment that there's not enough uh, action here. I feel like I have been. I personally feel, as a Wonder Woman fan, now I am a long-term Wonder Woman fan. I've been reading Wonder Woman for decades, uh, so I'm old school. So, but I really do feel like I've been spoon-fed this storyline because <laughs> every issue of Trial of the Amazons, I'm reminded of every single plot point. And so uh, I feel like I know exactly what's going on. And now in the same vein, and I I hate to say this, and I'll be as constructively critical as I can, I'm I'm reminded of of plot points that ultimately I think are somewhat foolish or somewhat I I question the plot points to begin with. I'm, you know, and and we've already identified some of them, you know, one of them being why are they having a contest to, to guard Doom's doorway when they already have three guards guarding down Doom's doorway anyway. And uh, in, in any event, we finally get to, to this issue. I mean, we've got Queen Hippolyta has been killed. Uh, there's, there's, uh, we, we have Cassie Sandsmark, the Wonder Girl, doing the investigating, you know, trying to find. So they've had a murder of a former queen. Queen Hippolyta has been murdered. So they're investigating that. Meanwhile, they're starting this contest. And, and this in this issue, part five of seven of Trial of the Amazons, the contest gets into, underway. And once again, we are told what the rules are, just in case you never, you forgot the rules that were told in part two, three, and four. We're told again what they are. And so what they are is you got three tribes of Amazons. You got the Esquisita, the Banamacdal, and the Themyscarans. Each tribe appoints a champion. And each uh, and we got some additions to the rules now. Oh, oh, there's one little thing. For some reason, Diana, Wonder Woman, can she can be her own contestant. She doesn't need a tribe. She can just join because it's never really disclosed as to why. But apparently, the oracles. Each tribe of Amazons has an oracle, and these oracles at the beginning of this issue are explaining the rules because these oracles have a connection to the gods, and the gods just tell them. Oh, by the way. We're going to give each of your champions something. We're going to give Donna Troy of the Banner McDowell, we're going to give her a rope, and she's going to have to somehow use that during her trial. And we're going to give uh, a compass to Philippus, to, to Philippus of the Themyscarans. She can use this compass for navigation at some point in her trial. And then, of course, we're going to give a bow and arrow to Yara Flor, the champion for the Esquisita tribe, and she will use her bow and arrow to do some hunting at some point in her trial. And the Amazon that utilizes and upholds Amazonian ideals the best during this trial of the Amazons will be declared the winner. And not only will they, will they be the winner and, and appointed to guard Doom's doorway, but the queen of the winning tribe member will become queen of all of the Amazons. What is not told, of course, what if Diana wins... Then who becomes queen? Because Diana doesn't represent a tribe. So um, we're not really sure that these are open questions that are never really told to us. But uh, as it turns out, as we will get to, that subject quickly becomes very moot because this isn't really, in my view, about a contest at all. Because the plot sort of makes all of these issues leading up to it, in my view, 
almost largely irrelevant to a way that frustrates the heck out of me. And we'll, we'll get into that. But so this, this trial starts off and I, I share your sentiment about the art. The art is, is wonky, but at the same time as, as the art is a little bit, uh, it seems a little bit amateurish in parts. It does get across at this. We're in like, it, this does look like we're in sort of like a Roman or an Amazonian Colosseum. And all of the champions are, are, are there ready for the contest to begin. And, but then all of a sudden there's an explosion. And this explosion is called by, is caused by Altum or Altum, A-L-T-U-M, Altum, the survivor. Now, if somebody is just picking up Trial of the Amazons, they're going to get to this page and they're going to say them to themselves, who is this guy? Well, he's Altum, the survivor. Who? He, I mean, his, his addition to this storyline, I think, is does the story itself. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a disservice. It's disingenuous to, to, if you're trying to attract new fans, suddenly this new, all of a sudden this man appears. And of course, he's a bad guy. <laughs> right we're, we're we're bombarded with women everywhere beautiful women most of the time they're beautifully drawn and of course it's amazons and then all of a sudden we get this guy he's ultimate survivor uh he's supposed to be an albino but he's not here here he's got blonde hair and he's he doesn't look so i think he artistically he's he's impro he's artistically he's not rendered properly i thought he was rendered uh he, he made his first appearance in the wonder woman annual 2021 annual and ultimate survivor and readers will not know this if they're only reading this trial of the Amazons. His his tribe, uh, his own people have a claim to the land upon which Themyscira is based. But he, anyways, he is un, he apparently blows into this magic horn, and this calls forth this Equinita monster, and the Colosseum sort of uh, the, the 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 land upon which the Colosseum is it, it collapses, and uh, Wonder Woman, Yara Flora, Philippus, and Donna Troy fall underneath uh, where apparently ancient caverns and caves are discovered under underneath the mascara and they believe that the this must be the plan of the gods the gods are putting them on this quest it seems it seems really odd that if the gods knew that Eltum uh, that a terrorist was going to come and blow up the mascara the fact that the gods never bothered giving the amazonians you know sort of a heads up you know, it's another reason why I don't like, I don't, another beef I have with Wonder Woman mythology. All her gods are villains. I don't care what anybody says. And yet here these seemingly intelligent women are worshiping these gods who don't seem to have any problem at all, you know, throwing all kinds of obstacles against them, including a terrorist that just blows them up and does whatever he wants with no consequence. But I digress. There, so now all, so we got Donna Troy, Philippus, Wonder, Wonder Woman, and, um, Yara Floor, they're, they're now under exploring these caverns and they don't even know what the hell they're doing there. They assume this is part of the contest. And I guess maybe it is because who knows? The gods work in mysterious ways, right? I mean, who knows? The problem is we readers, we really don't know. I guess, I guess we're just going to have to accept the fact that this is what the gods do. And so they, you know, Donna Troy gets frustrated. She's been given this knot, this rope. She's not even sure what to do with it. So Philippus shows her how to untie a knot, you know, and then, and then, Yara Flora is going to use her bow and then, and then there's a lot of talking and there's, they come across these skulls and we're never told who the, who the bones belong to, who these skeletons belong to under Themyscira. We're, we're never told anything about any, any of this. Uh, who, who, who are they the bones of? We don't know. Maybe they're the bones of Eltum, the survivor's people, maybe. I don't know. I'm speculating. 
all, uh, then in the midst of all this, they, they need to know where to go. And so all of a sudden, Philippus decides, well, I don't know where we should go, but I got this compass. And she decides to ask the compass where to go. And all of a sudden, she, she for some reason, she asks Athena, you know, through the compass, where should we go? And then the, the, the compass becomes magical and points them in the right direction to go. And then, so then they go off in a direction and that where they end up being attacked by a monster and and an echidna and echidna echidna do you know how to pronounce it echidna monster yeah echidna echidna. she's the mother of all monsters yeah the hounds of hades the mother of all monsters and and they they ultimately end up defeating this monster and they're because they're under the mascara they they somehow somehow this compass as they're fighting this mother of all monsters that they're close to the actual doom's doorway and they end up pushing uh this uh, echidna monster through doom's doorway locking her behind doom's doorway and as they're pushing as they open doom's doorway to push her in to lock her behind doom's doorway diana hears chaos that you know chaos telling her you you promised me redemption diana and chaos is the one god in the graveyard of the gods if you recall at the beginning when diana was trying to make her way back from the quintessence at the end of death metal she rejected joining the quintessence she made her way back going through to through various realms in the multiverse trying to make her way back to our world she went through the graveyard of the gods where she discovered that all the gods had died and she managed to bring all the gods back except for one and she had to leave one back as payment to the uh to that to the god who she was negotiating with and she left chaos there somehow chaos escaped the graveyard of the gods because there must it's like arkham asylum there's like a revolving door with the graveyards of the gods gods just can't die they're always coming back to life and of course chaos this this completely new god and of course it's a male god uh comes back and it's it's evil and it wants to destroy themiscara it wants to destroy all the amazons and, uh, and of course that's the ultimate warning that is given to Diana, you know, Diana who ends up being sucked into the behind Doom's doorway, uh, Diana sacrifices herself and basically tells Donna and Yara Flor and Philippus, go warn Queen Nubia, warn her and uh, Queen Faruka, warn her that it's chaos. Chaos is the one behind all of this. And meanwhile, chaos is inflicting all kinds of mental abuse on the Amazons, causing them to go crazy on the island and attack each other. And there's a, there's a lot of uh, terrible things happening on the island. Amazons are attacking each other and what have you. And it ends with Queen Faruka, Hippolyta, and the Queen, and, and, and uh, I think Portia or Portia, the the uh, the representative of the Equisita tribe, those three Amazons uh, uniting, knowing that they've got to fight and battle chaos, and um, that is that that will take us to the next step. Now, my I got some criticism here. I I feel that the whole contest is kind of moot. I I understand what I I believe that uh, uh, Becky you know, what, what Clune, uh, Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad were doing and Vida Ayal and Stephanie Williams, they're, they're clearly trying to show that this maybe wasn't really, that the contest, what's more important about the contest isn't comp- competition between the Amazons, but more up, upholding Amazonian ideals, which don't just involve competing with each other, but also cooperating when necessary and sharing their wisdom with each other, sharing their skills 
and rather than thinking of each other as enemies, embrace each other as potential collaborators in the defeat of a common enemy. And by doing that, they're embracing the ultimate Amazonian ideal. And that's ultimately what they're doing here. And I think that's what the, um, I think that's, that's what they were going for. Uh, I personally was hoping for more of a contest between the Amazons. <laughs> I guess maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, maybe it's a gender thing. I'm a guy, but I actually wanted, I wanted Donna Troy to, to, you know, kick Diana's ass. And I wanted Jara Flora to get down and dirty in the mud and the dirt. And, uh, you know, not, not to, not to, you know, I just wanted to see some battles between the, between Philippus and, you know, I thought they were going to battle each other. I didn't think this would just be like a battle of, you know, like where they're they're on this quest and it's this mysterious God, you know, that somehow the gods are behind this explosion. The gods knew that this was going to happen. The gods knew that Eltrum, the survivor, was going to call forth this mother of all monsters and, 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 and bring down the Colosseum on Themyscira. It, it just seems extraordinary to me, but uh, apparently the gods work in mysterious ways, right? And there is, in that sense, I guess, even though that wasn't my expectation, if I'm being as fair as I can to the story, okay, I get it. My, but I would say, though, that with all that time placed on the rules of the contest and the fact that they're also fighting for who's going to be queen, it almost seems moot now because, they're, because they are battling a common enemy. It, it feels like, it feels like, I feel like I've been lied to a little bit about this. And, and maybe that's just me. And I'll take responsibility for my, my own false expectations about this. But I was, I actually thought this was going to be more of a competition and a contest. But what it really is, is just for Amazons, you know, this, you didn't need a contest for this. So it seems almost like wasted issues. And and we, and well, I don't want to, you know, we're, we're familiar with, you know, I'm familiar with how this ends, but suffice to say that, um, I, I appreciate what the writers are trying to do. I just feel, I feel I was spoon fed a little bit too much and I feel a little let down by the direction of where this story is going, but I, I can appreciate that where they're maybe where they want to be going with it. But I don't know, Jace, man, uh, I feel a little bit down from this, but, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I never specifically thought that we'd see these Amazons actually fight against each other. I mean, I hear Trial of the Amazons, and I think, well, similar to the trial for choosing who's going to be Wonder Woman, right? So feats of strength, feats of agility, you know, shooting arrows, you know, you know, riding on the back of a horse and trying to do various, you know, feats of strength and, and yeah. you know, show your fighting prowess and that sort of thing. I didn't think they'd necessarily fight against each other. Um, but yeah, that hasn't been at all what we've gotten. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you can't have it both ways. I, I, you know, we're saying we don't want to be spoon fed and being told the same things over and over. And maybe part of this has to do with the fact that this, this event, this crossover is going through all these different books, right? Like maybe you, maybe you pause the regular line and you just call it trial of the Amazons and you just print seven issues of that called trial of the Amazons, you know, granted that's not going to boost sales or whatever, but it's like, because it crosses over in all these different titles, they're constantly have to, having to remind people because, Oh, maybe someone's only reading the wonder woman title and they're not picking up the wonder girl title. So you got to constantly remind us of the rules and whatever, and you're losing real estate on a story that the scope is probably too big for the amount of pages they have to tell in it anyway, because yes, it's, it, 
And I said this from the beginning that it was probably going to end up being more about bringing these Amazonian tribes together, which I was perfectly fine with. I even went so far as to speculate that Hippolyta killed herself in order to bring the tribes together. I still think that might be the case. So, yeah, maybe it was never about being a trial of the Amazons in the first place. The, another thing that I speculated about, maybe it was the Amazons themselves being put on trial by Altum's race. Like Rocky said, we were introduced to him in the Wonder Woman Annual 2021, and supposedly he was saying, you know, his people, his race, his species, whatever, was there on Paradise Island first. Probably below the water was, was the insinuation, and then these Amazon uh, Amazons showed up and kind of took over, and, you know, it's not not unlike the the Western Europeans coming to the United States and dislodging the, the Native American indigenous peoples that were here. And so maybe it was the Amazons being put on trial. We, we've had none of that, no follow-up on Altum or his people until until here. And yeah, he just shows up with no explanation whatsoever. And so I didn't mind it necessarily because I know who this guy is, but it, it just feels so strange because like Rocky said, we have been spoon-fed so much of the story, but then when it comes to this guy, we're not. There's n almost no explanation whatsoever. So you can't ha you can't do it both ways, DC. Either don't spoon-feed us the story and give us more of the story, give us more of, of whatever, more of uh, Cassie doing her investigation or more of the political intrigue or – more of Diana or Donna Troy or Yara Florge actually training for this contest they think they're about to embark on, more of something as opposed to giving us pages that are regurgitating the same stuff. But then when it comes to Altum, you don't give us anything. So it just – that's what makes Altum's appearance here feel so strange because everything else is explained in excruciating detail and repetitiveness. But then when we get to Altum, nothing. So – that's part of what the, I think the failure of the, of the structure uh, of the story. So yeah, I st like I said, I still have hopes that at the end of the day, I'll enjoy this for, for what it is. Um, I do think I would have enjoyed it more of instead of the political stuff and the, you know, repetitiveness of the story, if we'd gotten more of that Altum story and, and what's going on with, I mean, this is, there's only two left, two, parts left and we're just now getting to Altum and his people. I rather would have had that from the beginning instead of, you know, wasting real estate, repeating things that we already knew. So again, maybe it's just a personal preference. Um, I'm not going to harp on the art anymore. I said, you know, said what I said, it feels clunky. Transitions aren't particularly good for some of the pages. And sometimes some, in some places it's great. Other places, not so great, especially the line work. It just, the faces especially looked you know, wonky to me and it pulled me out of the story. So yeah, it makes it a little tough. Um, there is the young wonder woman story in the back that, you know, much like we've said throughout this wonder woman run, it always feels so weird when it, she shows up because although it's good, it just feels so wildly different in tone than the regular <laughs> story that's going on. So, uh, but they do collect it separately and I do recommend it for young readers. It is a, it is a lot of fun. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out at the end of the day. Um, I, I think the tribes will end up coming together and Hippolyta will probably return in some way or at least find out that she was the one that, that offed herself to try to bring the tribes together. Um, I, so, I yeah, heard. I mean, it, it, it was okay. Well, I, it's one of the biggest disappointments in terms of just 
I think the art not doing service to the story was also the fact that last, the last part, part four, it kind of ended on Cassie with the aha light bulb moment. Hey, I know who killed Hippolyta. And then that's not even mentioned here. Like there's no part of Cassie's investigation that's even brought up, which I thought was, was irritating. That's a a very good point. And obviously that will likely be next issue where Cassie will talk more about some of her uh, maybe findings because she's apparently a detective now, which is news to me. But in any event, um, I was disappointed with the revelation of chaos as a villain here, and I can't underscore this enough. I I personally, one of the things that I really liked about uh, Nubia and the Amazons by Vita Ayala and Stephanie Williams, I liked I liked that uh, Medusa was brought back. I would have much preferred Medusa being brought back as a villain instead of chaos. I, I think Medusa is a more known, well-known villain. Bring back Medusa, prop her up. They should have propped her up as the villain. They they have a history. Wonder Woman and Medusa have a history. Wonder Woman chopped off Medusa's head in that well-known, one of the best-known Wonder Woman runs is Greg Rucka's run, and that was that was that was a worldwide event when Wonder Woman uh, defeated Medusa, had to blind herself, and it was it was just it was a, it was a wonderful series. And it would have been really epic had Medusa been propped up and, and, and empowered by Doom's Doorway or even perhaps even empowered by Chaos to come back to be this major villain. I would have much have preferred that because no one's heard of Chaos. I mean, again, if you're just reading Trial of the Amazons, all of a sudden out of the blue on one page, you hear somebody saying Chaos. You know, she just hears the phrase Chaos. That's all Diana hears. And... People aren't going to know who that is, and quite frankly, I wasn't even sure who that is. Uh, I mean, I had to, I had to like chaos. Well, that sounded familiar. I just remembered. Okay, that was in that. It was in the. It was in the Wonder Woman story that we read, and that this, you know, was in the graveyard of the gods. But that was really an obscure, uneventful reference because we we don't we know nothing about chaos. We have. Why would we be scared of chaos? Really? What do we know about it? There's no, there's no, we have no history with chaos. We don't know. There's nothing to be afraid of here that we can see. I mean, possessing the minds of the, it's just, to me, out of all this buildup, it really lacks some gravitas that, that it ought to have had. And uh, quite frankly, I would have much preferred to have seen uh, just a different villain, but you know, that's me playing script doctor. So that's probably me being a little unfair as a reviewer. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I guess we'll have to see how the last two issues play out. Like Rocky said, he's already read them. I, I have them in, my, in our press preview. I haven't had a chance to check them out yet. But we'll certainly be back uh, when the time is right to talk about part six. Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's the following week. I think it's next week. And then uh, part seven, and we'll we'll wrap it up. So uh, don't forget to go check out our um, standalone episode for Flashpoint Beyond number zero, which drops this week, kicking off that event from Jeff Johns. Jeremy Adams and Tim Sheridan as writers. Eduardo Riso does the art for the first issue. And then the rest of the issues are by the artist by Zermanico. So go check that out. If you're curious about flashpoint beyond, uh, and then we have the regular DC spotlight with all the other DC issues that are dropping this week. So be sure and check that out. We appreciate you joining us as always, and we'll talk to you next time. Catch you later. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. 
Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.